Today on the newscast, Israel holds its annual Jerusalem Day flag march despite Hamas threats, and the Temple Mount once again is the center of attention. Find out why next. Folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We told you on yesterday's Watchman Newscast live stream that Israel was planning to hold its annual Jerusalem Day flag march today, Thursday, May 18th, despite serious threats from the Iran-backed terror group Hamas. Now, a bit of backdrop here. In May 2021, during the Jerusalem Day flag march, Hamas launched rockets at Jerusalem and provoked an 11-day war with Israel. And there were some pretty serious concerns that Hamas would try to do the same this time around, especially as this Jerusalem Day comes on the heels of Israel's conflict with Hamas's fellow Iran-backed, Gaza-based terror group, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, just last week. So tension was high but as I come to you around 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday, May 18th, I'm happy to say that the event went off mostly without a hitch. But the Temple Mount is once again, really the big story, the center of the world's attention. We'll tell you why in a minute. We'll also take you on the ground to a previous Jerusalem Day flag march that I attended. Before we get into it, a quick reminder to subscribe to the Watchman News channel right here on YouTube and click the notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted. Folks, we are bringing you the kind of in-depth, on-the-ground news out of the world's most volatile and strategic region that you're just not hearing in the mainstream media. What happens in the Middle East does not stay in the Middle East, and it will profoundly affect all of us no matter where we live and no place more, no sight more than what happens on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. Now, we'll talk about that in a minute. A quick refresher, though, for people who might be wondering, hey, what is this Jerusalem Day flag march? What is the significance of it? It's an annual event commemorating Israel's 1967 resounding victory in the Six-Day War in which the state of Israel reunified its ancient and ancestral capital, the city of Jerusalem. So every year around this time, tens of thousands of Israelis, including many young Israelis, get together, they sing patriotic songs, they wave Israeli flags, and they have a parade. They march through the old city of Jerusalem, including through the Muslim quarter of Jerusalem. Hey, the Muslim quarter is part of Jerusalem, which is part of Israel. Again, this is the capital of the Jewish state, so Israelis have every right to walk through that area of the old city. That's exactly what happened today. There was a serious police presence, thousands of Israeli police. There were still, still some scuffles along, along the parade route and before the parade, but largely the march went off pretty successfully and without any major incidents except the Temple Mount, once again the center of the world's attention. Now, in the run-up to today's march, uh, several hundred Israelis, several hundred Israelis uh, ascended the Temple Mount, which makes sense. It is the holiest site in Judaism, and their ancestors worshipped there 3,000 years ago when the first temple stood there, Solomon's Temple, and then 2,000 years ago when the second temple stood there, where Jesus, by the way, taught and chased out the money changers. So 
Needless to say, the Temple Mount is a place where the Jewish people uh, feel very comfortable. But as you know, if you've watched the newscast previously, uh, Jews and Christians are not permitted to pray openly atop the Temple Mount. It is the world's most coveted piece of real estate and absolute flashpoint. Of course, the Dome of the Rock and the Al-Aqsa Mosque stand there today. All that to say, we had, again, several hundred Israelis visit the site today, including and this is where the big controversy comes in, at least to some, uh, members of Israel's Knesset and uh, at least two cabinet ministers, uh, lawmakers, visited the Temple Mount today. Now, none of them prayed openly. Again, if a Jew or a Christian attempts to pray atop the Temple Mount, they will quickly be escorted off the site. Only Muslims can pray atop the Temple Mount. A very interesting situation there, but that is the status quo at the moment. Nevertheless, although these lawmakers visited the Temple Mount and left without incident, Jordan, the UAE, and Egypt all condemned Israel over this, condemned these visits by the lawmakers, and called it a provocative act. Now, the UAE, Egypt, Jordan, all three have peace treaties with Israel. They do have diplomatic relations with the Jewish state. 2018, which was a very pivotal year, the year that the U.S. Embassy moved to Jerusalem, I was at the flag march that year and in other years, but we did an entire Watchman show around the 2018 flag march. And to give you an idea of what we've been talking about these past two days and why this event is so special and important, I thought it would be a good idea to go there with our good friend, Danny the Digger Herman, and give you an up-close look at the Jerusalem Day Flag March. Take a look. Well, Danny, what a day to be here with you in Jerusalem. This is Jerusalem Day. Tell us what this day means for Israel, the Jewish people, and this great city. Eric, you're coming on such special times. Today we are marking the reunification of Jerusalem, the 51st anniversary of this event. Look at all the parties. We're going to have a big procession coming into the city later this evening. And we are here in front of the old city walls, Jaffa Gate, Tower of David. This is the place to be right now in Jerusalem. People are going to hear some noise, some celebrating, some dancing and singing behind us. And that's a great thing. We don't mind because it is Jerusalem Day. Uh, this is an annual event, Danny. And as you said, 51st anniversary of the reunification of this city under Israeli control. Exciting event to say the least, right? Definitely, definitely. Especially if you consider the events that happened in 1948, in which we actually lost the old city. Although we managed to create the state of Israel in, in Western Jerusalem, but the attempts to unite with the Jews locked up in the Jewish quarter failed. One can still see the bullet signs on Jaffa Gate. Right here at the Jaffa Gate. Yeah. Four days after the Ben-Gurion declares the state of Israel, we make a, an attempt to reach the Jews and combine it with the state that we are creating, and we fail. At least here, they cannot go through the Jordanian forces that are lined on the yeah. old city walls, but they manage from the area of Zion's Gate, which I want to show you as yes, well, to reach the old city. However, these are 24 soldiers, that's it. They are dead tired, they're almost out of ammunition, and at the end of the day, 
this will be part of the Jordanian controlled area until 67. Danny, you can hear the celebrations in the background. It is Jerusalem Day. This is a day of joy here in God's city. But man, as you were telling us earlier, a hard fought victory. We have an overlook of some of the, a great overlook of some of the key sites right now. Tell us how this city came back into Jewish hands. Indeed, at the end of the 1948 battle, this area is cleared out of Jewish presence. But 19 years later, the Six-Day War, a conflict between Israel and Egypt, escalates and King Hussein of Jordan joins it and starts shelling Western Jerusalem. And then the paratroopers will charge back by attacking or going first towards Mount Scopus, there in the back, where some uh, forces were trapped in. And that was done swiftly, so they continue to advance along the top of uh, the ridge between Mount Scopus and Mount of Olives, the Mormon University, Augusta Victoria, then down the valley, crossing the Kidron, where Gethsemane is located, through the Lion's Gate, and they're at the Dome of the Rock, at the Temple Mount. Jordanian forces are anticipating an attack from Jaffa Gate, but they turn around and they see the flag of Israel over there. It's too okay. late. That was a swift and very successful victory, achieved you know, pretty quickly. Yeah. And, uh, of course, that would lead to the reunification of Jews. Yeah. Now, Danny, our viewers might hear the choppers in the distance, the IDF keeping us safe because this is a big day. You hear the singing, the dancing, the celebrating. It's Jerusalem Day. Why are they celebrating? Well, some of the key sites uh, in Judaism and Christianity were won back by Israel in the Six-Day War in 1967 when they recaptured Jerusalem. Indeed, you can see the Dome of the Rock very clearly, but supporting it, holding it, is the Western Retaining Wall, okay? The holiest uh, item in Judaism today. Behind you, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. And in the back is the Mount of Olives, which also holds a very significant Jewish cemetery. Many rabbis are buried there. And when we came back, we were horrified to see the desecration of it. In fact, to this day, we are repaying the damage caused in the 19 years of Jordanian control of it. We had the Western Wall, obviously. Uh, the Dome of the Rock is there, the Al-Aqsa Mosque now. Uh, obviously, holy sites to Islam, but Herod's Temple, Solomon's Temple, once stood on the Temple Mount, a big deal there. Mount of Olives, of course, throughout the New Testament uh, and pivotal in Jewish history as well. Church of the Holy Sepulchre, where Jesus, uh, history says, crucified, died, was buried. Um, wow. So this was a big deal. And under Israeli control, the beautiful thing, Danny, is there's freedom of religion here. Anyone, a Jewish, Christian, Muslim, can visit their holy sites here. It was not that way before 1967. No, this is the first time in history that all sites are open for all people for visits. Under Israeli control. Yes. And again, we have the copters looking out for making us sure. and making sure that it yes. remains free. Uh, and we love it. Danny, we've been talking about the celebration today. It is Jerusalem Day. You've given us an incredible overview of the history uh, of this city. Now we want to go and join the celebration. We've been talking about it. Our viewers have heard it. Now you're going to join it with me and Danny the Digger Herman. Let's go to the Western Wall and celebrate Jerusalem Day. Amen. Lead the way, Danny. Come on.
folks, if you like that clip and want to see more like it, be sure to tune in to the Watchman TV show every Thursday night on TBN at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, Fridays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. If you like the newscast here on YouTube, you will love our 30-minute weekly show on TBN. We're taking you on the ground in Israel and points beyond every single week, so check it out. And before we go, that quick prophetic thought, in terms of what this Jerusalem Day flag march means in a larger prophetic sense. Folks, I go back to the centrality of Jerusalem in God's prophetic plan. He says that Jerusalem is the place where he has written his name forever. And I'm always reminded of the book of Zechariah, chapter 12, verse 3. And we saw this today with the controversy over the Temple Mount. Zechariah says that, it, with God speaking through Zechariah, says that a day is coming when the city of Jerusalem will become like a burdensome stone. And though every nation wants a piece of it, I'm paraphrasing here, comes against it, any nation that tries to touch it will be cut to pieces. Jerusalem is the city of the great king. It is at the center of God's prophetic plan and events like today. You can see the prophetic chess pieces moving on the board as Jerusalem becomes more and more at the forefront of the world's attention. We live in Bible times. Hey, thanks so much for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.